Hello, and welcome to Queen Bees, where two 80s babies that drink, curse, and tell it like it is are here to inspire, encourage, and empower others. No candy coating here, with the occasional cursing and lots of laughs. I am Tina, and I like white rum, true crime, and a good time. I'm Lisa, and I love riding my Harley, traveling the world, and a damn cold drink in my hand. All right, so we're back for the third fucking time because we're having recording issues tonight. So, all that's new with us is that our life is crazy as fuck. We're irritated as fuck. And we're really looking forward to our long weekend of just drinking lots of booze and laying in the sun and not giving a shit about anything and then watching a shit ton of fireworks. How about you? Say Okay, so let's just jump right into it. We're not drinking tonight either because I still have to go to the store. As I said, crazy fucking busy. (laughs) So let's talk about everybody's toxic relationship with food. I don't believe in diets and neither do you. We believe in making lifestyle changes. That doesn't mean you can't possibly start out on a diet, but if it's not something that you are going to be able to stick with for the rest of your life to maintain that weight loss or body shape goal or whatever the reason for starting the diet is, you'll just fall off the bandwagon and kind of yo-yo. Yep, yo-yo back and forth. Oh, I'm on a diet, so I lost 20 pounds. No. I lost my 20 pounds, so now I'm going to go back to not exercising and eating for shit or just whatever, and then you gain the 20 pounds back or maybe even more than the 20 pounds, and you're all depressed, and then you start the diet again, and so on and so forth, which is just a vicious cycle. I find that most marketed diets blame you for the failure and not the diet. I don't think that most marketed diets are sustainable for the rest of your life. And the only reason, well, not the only reason, I have lots of reasons, but I did go to school for dietary management, so I kind of have a little bit of a background in food. But my husband came to me two years ago and really wanted to do keto after yo-yoing himself after a couple of years up and down, up and down, and had seen some guys at work doing some keto stuff, getting really great results, really wanted to do it, and I was completely against it. I didn't want to just completely omit certain food groups from our diet, and I don't want to be making him a separate meal than me or the kids. So I also didn't want something that the kids wouldn't be able to eat. But after three months of him pestering me and me doing lots of research on it, as well as the just low-carb meal options and the Mediterranean style of eating, I came up with my own mixture of the three that I felt would fit not only him, 
but him, me, and our three kids. So I wouldn't be having to make separate meals. And that's what my husband and I still do to this day. We do, whether you want to call it 80-20, 90-10. We still have cheat days. We still have pizza and mac and cheese and popcorn and cake and all that other stuff. We just very, very, very rarely eat that stuff. On a 98% time, we are eating our lower carb, high protein, high fat lifestyle. Understandable. And for me, uh, doing keto is not something that I feel I would be successful at because I am way too big of a carb eater and my family loves our Italian style food. Um, so I just feel like that's not the right direction to go for me and my family. I have found it works significantly better for me to do, um, portion control and working out. Um, portion control was super huge for me because I didn't, I wasn't eating a huge amount in like sittings and things like that. But I, I started to realize that one thing that I was terrible at was I found I'd eat a fairly large dinner because my husband did the same thing. He, he's not a big breakfast lunch person. So by dinner time, he eats like this Mondo plate. So then I was mimicking him, but I was eating breakfast and lunch. So now I was just eating way too much. So the first thing I started doing was portion control and just not eating so much during my meals especially because I started to realize I was eating my full plate of dinner. And then when the kids didn't finish theirs, I was eating the last like two, three, four, five bites off of theirs. Yep. And then as I'm putting the food away and putting it in Tupperware containers or portioning it out for lunches and things like that, I'm taking one more bite here, one more bite there, or, you know, just like licking the ladle off or the spoon or whatever. So there was things like that. I found that I was doing that was just unnecessary eating along with unnecessary boredom snacks where I would just, you know, just because I'm sitting on the couch watching TV or whatever it happened to be that I'm doing, I would sit down, you know, with a bag of chips or popcorn or, you know, go grab a few cookies out of the cupboard and munch on those, even though I was not remotely hungry. That mindless eating. Yes, which I find to be a horrible... Yes, the mindless eating I find to be a horrible habit, and it's definitely something that I found ways to curb myself from doing. Um, I do not ever sit on the couch with a whole bag of chips anymore. I try to either just put it in a small bowl or just grab out like a handful and put the chips or whatever the snacky food is away. Um, Using smaller plates. Don't you guys use smaller plates and bowls to do that? Yes. So what I do for dinner itself, my husband still gets a full on dinner plate and I actually use the salad plate, which I don't know how big your bowls and plates are at your house, but at my house, the salad plate is still pretty freaking big. And, um, same thing with our bowls and things like that. So I've also found like late at night, if my husband's like, Hey, I want to have some ice cream. Well, now I kind of want to have ice cream too, even though I don't freaking need it. But he will literally make himself like this Mondo bowl in the bowls that we have. 
And it almost looks stupid if I only put, like, one scoop in there because it looks like it's, like, lost in Never Never Land. So <laughs> I will actually use a kid's bowl instead because it looks like it's super full once I just put a scoop or two in there. And then I don't eat as much of that kind of stuff. That really helped my husband, too, cutting down our uh, plate sizes to help with his portion control because that was one of the things that was also a problem for him was he was still eating breakfast and lunch, but then he'd come home and he'd eat two full plates of food for dinner because right. he wasn't taking enough for breakfast and lunch or enough snacks to keep him satisfied throughout the day. So then by the time dinner rolls around, he had this huge gap between lunch and dinner, and now he's, like, starving. And look for healthier snacks. Like, when I'm saying snacks, yes, of course, still sometimes I have, you know, chips or popcorn or whatever. Um, but another thing is that I learned when I was trying to do some of the portion controlling as well. Look how many calories are in a handful of chips versus a handful of veggies or fruit or whatever it is. You know, so maybe maybe go for that slightly healthier option for your snack if you are needing snack options, like peanuts or things like that. Veggies and dip, even though most people are going to probably say that the dip is not healthy, do go with a higher fat dip and the vegetables. Your fullness will actually last longer than you eating that snack-sized bag of chips. Right. Like, you can eat the vegetables with the high-fat dip and be satisfied for three, four hours where you eat the bag of chips, and then in the hour, you're hungry again. Right. So you actually end up eating less, even though the calories may move more. And I'm not a calorie counter. I don't care for counting calories. I think it's ridiculous, because your body needs fuel. And I'm not really a calorie counter, but I have paid attention to it in the sense of different times in my life. There's been times like, and I know this is a little off topic, but let's just say pregnancy, right? They tell you to eat 300 more calories, you know, when you first get pregnant or yeah. whatever. That doesn't mean, you know, you go eat six extra meals or anything. Look at look at how little the amount of food is for 300 calories. Yes. So there's been so, things like that that I've used it for. So that's where I'm saying, like, just look at it once. You don't have I to have, have calories. You don't have to go crazy. But look at a handful of vegetables versus how many calories. Or look at how many calories are in a handful of vegetables. Say 100 calories of yeah. vegetables versus 100 calories of chips. Which one has, you're definitely going to have more vegetables. So you're going to be able to eat a lot more than the 100 calories of chips. I, I get what you're saying. I I understand what you're saying now. That is a good way to actually look at it that way. And it's not something I want you to, like, do every minute of every day and start going no, psycho. No, don't make it an <laughs> obsession. I'm just saying, I personally, like, but like I said, I also have a background in the food industry, plus I went to school for dietary management, so having having that knowledge as a base maybe makes me think differently. I'm not quite sure, but... I'm also not a scale type person. I don't care if the scale says that I'm 150 pounds because I could be standing next to four other women that are also 150 pounds and we all have completely different body shapes and look completely different. Someone could be pear-shaped. Someone could be apple-shaped. Someone could be 
Is that what's the just no pear? No, I said pear, didn't I? I don't know. Pear, I said, oh, apple, I said pear, potato, apple. And then the one that's just like a stick, whatever shape that is, if that's even celery? a shape. Yeah, sure. Let's go with celery. <laughs> and then you have an hourglass. I mean, and all all of you can weigh 150 pounds. So the scale really doesn't mean much to me either. It's how your clothes look and feel on your body and make you feel. Right. And it is okay to indulge every now and then, but staying disciplined and not getting after yourself and being aggressively harsh that you had a donut or you stopped at McDonald's with the kids and you're like, you know what? I haven't had a Big Mac and fries in a long time. I really just want one. And then you eat it and then you're like, oh my God, what did I just do? And that's why I say I'm not a big or a firm believer in diets. I understand that there might be a point in time where you, you might make some lifestyle changes that are very similar to dieting for a period of time. But once that time is up, you can't just go back to what you were doing before. And that's why I'm saying like lifestyle changes is the way to go. You know, maybe you're a little more strict about your lifestyle changes at first, but then down the road, you lax a little bit on them when you, when you get to where you want to be or you're satisfied with your results, but you still have to maintain. Yeah. Maintain and continue with making good choices, healthy choices to stay where you're at. Otherwise, like we said before, you're just going to do the whole yo-yo thing. Right. And you can also do some food substitutions. There's a whole bunch out there. Like instead of using sour cream, you can use Greek yogurt. That's just an example. If you don't want to just jump right into it and then you're totally thrown off from it, you can start by mixing, you know, like three quarters of the container of sour cream with the other quarter amount. So a quarter cup with three quarters cup and like working your way towards all Greek yogurt or like three quarters Greek yogurt and just that quarter of sour cream or mayonnaise or however. That's just an example. There's Go to Pinterest, go to YouTube. You can find lots and lots of things that you can substitute for lots of foods to, and still be satisfied. And like I said before, I'm not huge into cutting anything specific out or um, substituting certain things only because I've tried substituting some things and I find it to be disgusting or I just, it's just not the same and I, I want what I want. Like, I'm sorry, I want my sour cream. But, again, comes back to portion control. So be realistic with how much you're consuming. Again, you don't have to go crazy about counting calories or anything, but um, we'll be right back after a brief message about our sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is completely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need right at your fingertips and all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app 
or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You'll find just by cutting back that little bit, like like Tina said earlier, maybe not four so maybe from four sodas a week to go to three, or rather than eating, you know, if you have this place you just love going, you get this big ass burrito and it's just bitching. Maybe start out by only eating half of it, or even three quarters of it. Like if you eat the whole twelve inch sub, and you're not feeling satisfied from a six inch sub. Eat three quarters of it. I know you're going to have a quarter of a sub left. You're going to be looking at it like, why would I keep this? But wrap it up. Save it. After three days, you also have another three quarters of a sub. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or try adding something to it. Just, Just do something a little different. Like only eat half the sub and then have a salad with it. Or a side that's a healthier choice. Like some veggies or... um. Even if you, yep, if you like fruit or maybe you even want like some cheese and nuts or crackers, um, things like that. There's other options that are out there. Um, Another thing that I found that really helped me is when getting food, like let's say you're going out for dinner or lunch or whatever, ask for a to-go container. Right Right when your food comes. Yep, right when your food comes or shortly after it comes and put half of it in there to begin with so you're not even tempted to eat it. Um, Because a lot of times you'll find when you go out to dinner, you know, by the time you leave, you're so insanely stuffed full. You did not need anywhere near that amount of food. And it is okay to binge once in a while and have fun and go all out and get the the three-course meal and get that dessert and stuff like that. But on a regular basis, you do not need to eat all of that. And getting that Tupperware container out from the very beginning or that to-go container if you're at a restaurant and just putting it aside will help you so much. It's it's such a weird quirk, but I'm telling you, it totally It's kind of like using the smaller plates and bowls. Yes. Because then the other half isn't on your plate. So when you finish the half that is on your plate, your mind is tricking you because your eyes are seeing that the plate is empty. So it's kind of like... Kind of like tricking yourself until you can make those choices on your own without having to do those special tips and tricks type things. Another thing I found that really helps me is um, if if you're like a boredom eater, um, like I said before, don't sit down with the whole bag of chips. But also if you find something that you just constantly go to the cupboard and grab just like a quick handful of, put it up on a higher shelf. Make it a little bit more challenging to get to. Put it behind something in, in the cupboard. So now you have a couple extra steps to get it and pull it out or eat it or whatever it happens to be. Um, I or found that's another in the one. Freezer. Yes. Like if it's chocolate or cookies or something like that, you put it in the freezer. You have to take it out and wait for it to thaw to eat it. Yes. So like we always put our Girl Scout cookies in the freezer. And then try to pull it out. It's just a frozen rock hard that you can't eat right away. So you can't just be popping them in. You have to take your time with it. And I figured out this stupid trick when I got an M&M machine. It was like this cute little thing. I was like, oh, this is so fun. So I filled it with M&Ms. And then we ate the whole thing of M&Ms in like two days. Because you just keep walking by and you just hit the button and yep. it just spits out a couple M&Ms, couple M&Ms, couple and you're M&Ms. mindlessly eating. Yeah, and you're just eating them and eating them and eating them because it's just so easy. But then once I, one, I didn't fill it. I actually, I bought, I had another bag, but I didn't refill it. 
you think anybody refilled the M&M machine? Nope. Nope. So then I refilled the M&M machine, but I put it on the top shelf. So even it's even a little bit of a reach for my husband to get, but it's also not out in plain view. So, you know, don't don't put that candy dish out in the middle of the counter if you know you're trying to not eat that candy right. or leave the chips out on the counter. You know, put it up in that cupboard, put it in a back corner, put it behind the Tupperware, things like that. I found really helped me. I know it's such a weird, quirky thing, but I definitely found it helped. And then um, one other weird little niche that I did for a while is I am, like, horribly addicted to chocolate. And once I start, I can't stop. So I found if I eat chocolate in the morning, I'll eat it five times throughout the day. But if I wait till the end of the day, you only have one. I'll just do that one. So what I started doing is buying... A nicer, more quality, rewarding chocolate. Me specifically, I went with Dove chocolates. And I put them in my cupboard, and then I that was my that was my reward at the end of the day if I did really good. And I um, I felt like I'd made good choices for the most part throughout the day. And again, I'm not going to bash myself if I, you know, had a cookie or something like that. Now, if I had three donuts, okay, you don't get the damn piece of chocolate, because then that's completely mixing the whole yeah. point of what you're trying to do. yourself. Yeah. You can't reward yourself for being naughty. Yeah. That was but your reward. But you can't get down on yourself for being naughty either. Right. Um. So that was my thing is I'd put that in my cupboard and everybody knows that that's like mom's secret snack and you can't take it without asking. And I know maybe that sounds a little crazy to some people, but the kids get the freaking M&Ms. I get the really nice dub chocolate. And then it was also something that was like my end of day treat to myself, reward, however you want to slice it. And I felt like that really helped me too, because I felt like treating myself to that piece of chocolate at the at the end of the day was just my extra oomph. Yeah, totally agree. Mine was setting setting reasonable goals, not outrageous ones that you are setting yourself up for failure immediately by having this extremely outrageous goal. And not just jumping into anything, whether it's a workout routine or eating a certain way. Like, so right now we eat extremely low carb. That doesn't mean that we don't ever have noodles, that we don't ever have bread. We do. But for the most part, we rarely have noodles or bread. But to start out, Seeing as we were huge potato, noodle, and bread eaters, and that's the way I was raised, taught how to cook, it took me some time to figure out how to make different meals that didn't involve noodles or meat and potatoes, and having different kinds of sides. So instead of having potatoes or noodles or rice with every single meal, we started out by okay, well, we're only going to have potatoes, rice, or noodles for four meals, and then three meals during the week are going to have no carbs. So we that's how we, like, started it. Same with my getting rid of my soda habit. I used to be a five-a-day Mountain Dew drinker, and I'm serious, five, five to six cans of Mountain Dew a day. It was breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and dinner. And I went from five to three, and then from three to, I don't even know, now I only have like one, maybe two Mountain Dews out of the whole month. I don't even crave it anymore. I 
had a huge craving for it when I was a huge Mountain Dew drinker. So to me, kind of like slowly cutting out, and I don't want to say cutting out because it's not really cutting out, but slowly cutting back on certain things that you want to not eat a lot of anymore. For me, it's carbs. I've found that, especially me and my husband, and I've also found that I just can't tolerate carbs anymore. I can tolerate carbs from vegetables and fruit and rice. But whatever, I've found that I am allergic to all of the preservatives in most store-bought noodles, even the gluten-free. And I don't even like the taste of potatoes anymore. They taste like dirt to me. So I just don't make them. Understandable. And you have to find what works for you. So maybe jumping all the way in head first. But then once you've, you know, been in it for a little while, you're like, okay, I do want a slice of pizza. or So you start adding in, you know, like your cheat days that, you're allowed to have and don't get down on yourself and then you finally get to a point where you're still sticking with your food options, maybe exercise options, and still having your treats now and then and you're maintaining whatever goal you set for yourself. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a weight or size goal either. Like I said, I don't weigh myself on the scale. I don't give a shit what the size at the store says either because I have four pairs of pants and all four of them are different sizes because clearly manufacturers are not on the same page with each other. Right. I mean, you can go to the store and get an extra small shirt and then have an extra large shirt right next to it and they look exactly the same. So I don't go by that either. I don't get let that get me down, so don't let it get yourself down. Go by how you feel and how your clothes feel. So if you've been doing something for a while and you notice like, hey, my pants are getting kind of loose or this shirt looks a little baggy now. Instead of necessarily getting on that, oh, I got to weigh myself every every Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Right. I guess... Our thoughts on those kinds of things, like the the extreme calorie counting, the extreme weighing, the being overly obsessive, could be a sign of body dysmorphia, and you should probably seek help, because your body needs fuel, and needs nourishment, and it's okay to indulge every now and then, and give your body what it's craving. Now, if you are constantly craving, say, potato chips, and that's just something that you can't give up, your body's actually lacking a certain vitamin, and you can find all that out on the internet. Do a little bit of research. If you're craving all those salty snacks all the time, it's going to tell you that you're low in, I'm not saying this is the answer, but let's say zinc and magnesium. And then it can tell you which foods are going to be higher in zinc and magnesium. So then you can go eat, say, a 
banana, which does not have any zinc or magnesium. It has potassium. But you could go eat a banana, and then your body is going to get the nutrients that it's craving, and you're going to stop craving that bag of chips, if that makes sense. Right. You can find a healthier option. Also learn what and fully understand which foods fuel your body instead of weighing it down. Clear your mind. Stop that bashing over the donut, the latte, bagel, or that fast food stuff, whatever it may be. Don't get yourself down because you fell off the bandwagon that get right back on that horse and, and that's why I also think that's why I also think that it's not really a diet it's a lifestyle change so it's okay for you to have a donut once in a while it's not okay for you to have six donuts every day of the week right you see where we're going with this and if you do eat six donuts every morning for breakfast maybe go down to five donuts every morning for breakfast as a start and then you know after a couple weeks go down to four and after you know it <laughs> okay, she's just being fucking nuts now. <laughs> Alright, anyway. What we're saying is stop obsessing over the numbers, the scale, the clothes, calories, etc. Go by how you feel because you can be any size or weight and feel great. And don't fall into peer pressure. Take back those fucking celebrations. Don't be going into Thanksgiving, Christmas, or Easter or anything like Oh, well, I can't eat that because I'm on a diet. Anything else from you in the peanut gallery? Nope. I'm good. Do we have a challenge? I do not have a challenge this week. I do not want to challenge anybody when it comes to this topic. All right. I'll take all the heat for this one, and I challenge you to... Cut back on one of your bad food choices. If that's a donut for breakfast every morning, try doing only four days a week. If you go to the coffee shop every morning for a coffee and get that extra sugary latte, go four days a week instead of five, etc., etc. Pick something, cut back a little bit on it, start there. Let us know if you have any tips or tricks to helping you make good and healthy choices. Or, again, we don't want to use the word diet, so let's go with lifestyle changes. Um, let us know if there's things that worked for you or didn't work for you. Or if you have any questions about things that worked for us, we'd be happy to answer them. You can send us an email to queenbeespodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or the Tiki Doc. You can also join our Facebook group called Queen Bee's Rap Session. We share tips, tricks, and recipes. Other listeners are in there. You can just have a conversation, share some shit. All that requires is, or all the only requirements is that you aren't a douche canoe. So if you are, don't apply. Thank you. So, until next time. Okay, bye. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Just cut it off. Until next time.